What about your friends? When friendships end, what else gets lost? Today we're talking about love and friendship and making room for the questions we thought we already had the answers to. Our biggest fears, what happens when we die, and our plans for the zombie apocalypse. Obviously. It's T with Pina J. Drink up. What up? What's up? What's up? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? doing i'm doing good i feel rested this is the first time i felt rested in a long time i didn't get enough sleep Mm -hmm. so i don't know what's happening but i feel good i feel good how you feel i'm actually feeling really well rested i've been doing good with like sleeping (laughs) like Mm -hmm. my sleep pattern is better remember for a while my sleep pattern was just like all over the place now it like Mm -hmm. has a rhythm my body be waking up at the same time come on rhythm yeah, which it never, I never really had a rhythm. My body just, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's, it's it's nice. It's nice. This is what you people do every day. It's, it's interesting. You've never had a rhythm your whole life? Not really. Like, I probably, because of school, knew to wake up at that time, but I've always needed an alarm. Like, I never just right. woke up at the same time. Like, never. That was never something mm-hmm. I did. I just always assume I'm not a morning person. I wake up when I feel like it. Like, I've right, always been like right. that. But i literally been waking up at the same time. I don't get out of the bed if I don't have to, but I literally yeah. wake up the same time every day now. Which nice. is, you know, nice. am I an adult? I wonder if it has something to do with, because for anybody who doesn't know, you moved your desk by the window so you're getting more sunlight. I wonder if it has to do with the amount of sunlight you're getting and if that's helping to put you on some sort of fucking circadian rhythm type shit or whatever. I don't know. I only work from home two mm-hmm. days out of the week. Right, right, right. Well, that's still, so, if you, depending, mm-hmm. depending on how long you're sitting there, that's still a lot more sunlight than you was getting before. Yeah, it was. You know? Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, I'm in a pandemic. <laughs> but I don't know. Who knows? Good for you. Congratulations. <laughs> All right. I hope I get the same. Uh, or maybe just sunlight. I just, you know, I'm, I just hey, wish the sunlight. At some point, you'll move your desk. You move your desk. Yes, yes. At some point, at some point, I'll put the desk together (laughs) that's sitting in here in a box. At some point, I'll do that. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that'll happen. Because you're gonna task me. Well, (laughs) yeah, I know, right? Well, it's it's the issue is I've been waiting to move some other things out the way because that that area where I want to put it is not clear. It's designated doing some other shit. Right, right, right. So I gotta take care of that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, welcome Welcome to to Tea with with Queen and Jay. We are two two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time i'm queen i'm jay and, and this, this is tea with queen, queen and jay and if you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast podcast you can use our hashtag hashtag tea with qj we also love when you use the hashtag pod n you can tweet at us on twitter because that's where you tweet at tea with qj and we want to hear from you you can send us T-mail at twithqueenandj at gmail.com. Yes, every week we pour libations for the people, places, and things giving us black ass black joy. Queen, what are you pouring libations for this week? I'm pouring libations for the friendship that I have with my mom right now. It's like I want her little Aww. friends. And it's really, really, yes. really cute. I never thought that as a black person, I would be allowed to be one of her little friends. <laughs> 
funny. But yeah, but like we, well, we've always hung out. That's something that we've always done. But now we like talk on the phone every week. Like that's not something that we did. Mm -hmm. uh, my mother is now like an empty nester for the first time since she was 16 because she's been a mother since she was 16. Right. So I make sure I call her more because I know she used to be <laughs> in mm -hmm. that house. With not somebody to be like, right. say something to, do the dishes, move that garbage. Mm -hmm. She's like, something. <laughs> so I've made a point to like call her more and we talk more. And it's just like cool to, I, I think I really feel like I had learned her as a person outside of just motherhood a really long time ago. But it's mm -hmm. nice to like be her friend. Like I'm her friend. Like she did us would call me like, well, girl, guess what this girl said to me? It's just like, it's <laughs> it's really really cute i love it i enjoy it i like it a lot um and yeah so libations to becoming one of my mother's little friends it's really really cute libations to that yeah i enjoy it i really enjoy it what are you pouring libations for today i have a few libations okay. so first i want to pour libations for everybody who joined us at afros and audio oh yes podcast Let me hop festival on that yes, yes 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 for our panel or our session or our presentation or our training whatever you want to call it the market Market is not flooded podcasting outside of a white supremacist mindset. Thanks to everybody who was there for yeah. that. We got a lot of love and support. Also, thank you to Afros and Audio for having us. We really appreciate that community. And to everybody who we connected with there and everybody who attended any part of the festival, libations and shout out to you yeah libations that was a good time also i want to pour libations for myself and this is going to sound weird i guess when i first say it but i'll explain but i want to pour libations for myself for saying yes to shit that i was feeling too tired and drained to do mm -hmm. and oftentimes like i don't think that we should force ourselves to do shit if you're tired if you're drained like go sit down relax replenish or whatever but sometimes there are things that i'm too tired or drained to do that i actually really want, want to, to do, do. Or that I actually, when I process like what my needs are, whatever, I actually feel like I do need to do these things. And I have not been in a season of being so social, whether it be outdoors or even just on Zoom. And like my, my, the work that I'm doing and what I have going on in this particular season, I'm on Zoom a lot more. I'm outside a lot more. And it's really a bit draining yeah. for me. Mm -hmm. Just just all of the level of social interaction is like a lot for me at once, especially like when it's not summer, when I'm not getting a whole bunch of sun, when yeah. it's not warm. It's just like I don't have enough of the juju sunshine nutrients vibes. I don't have enough of that shit to feel energized enough to be able to navigate the level of social interaction that I've been engaged in. And that's been draining me a bit. Like it gets to the point sometimes where it's like, okay, I just need to like sit on the couch and like casually scroll my phone that actually does make me feel relaxed mm -hmm. or like get under a blanket or lay down or whatever. Sometimes it makes me feel physically ill a little bit. Mm -hmm. But there were a few things that I could have canceled that I was like, no, it's actually beneficial if you do this. Once you do this, you'll actually feel better because yeah. a part of the interaction is like oh and it's taking me away from other shit that i want to do or whatever so there were a few things that i pushed through and i do even though i'm not a push through it type of ass nigger like i do appreciate that i was able to say no this is something that you need to do don't yeah. cancel it get it out the way to push now through is different when it's something you want i think it's a little different right, when right. it's just like 
no, keep going. And it's like, what, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, libations to me for pulling through. Um, mm-hmm. And that's my last libation. Before we move on, though, I do want to let people know that we are going to be having a conversation about the series. Not today, but just so you can prepare. We are going to be having a conversation about the series Love Life on HBO, the second season. The only season that matters. The only season that matters. <laughs> now, I don't know. I didn't watch the first season, so I don't know if it matters. We're going to be talking about the second season with the predominantly black cast so i think it's a lot to talk about so check it out if it's something that you've been meaning to watch check it out because we will probably have a spoiler conversation Mm -hmm. so check that out if it's something that you don't care if we spoil that's cool if you're somebody who doesn't have access to hbo one of your white friends should be giving you their hbo password that's just like how this whole thing should work somebody has a free trial like yeah yeah so we'll either do that next episode or in a like soon upcoming episode so we just wanted to give you a heads up in case you have been meaning to watch love life so that's love life on hbo season two two we'll be talking about two two. you can watch yeah you can watch season two without knowing anything about season one yeah like you don't it's one of those i watched both seasons right i watched both seasons and I enjoyed them both. I loved season two. Season one was like fine. When I watched it, it was like I just needed mm-hmm. something else to watch. And it was fine. It wasn't like life changing or whatever, but it was fine. It was interesting. Black Twitter told me to skip to season two and I actually listened. So. <laughs> yeah, it is white. I don't find it to be toxically white. I do find it to be culturally white. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's just it's just white. And a lot of the things happening in it are white. So if you don't have time for any of that shit, go ahead and skip to season two. Nothing will be lost like at all. It's its own separate story. I think mm-hmm. one of the characters, you know, will show up. She'll pop up. Yeah. From season one. But, but it's, it's not, it's not it relevant means nothing. to the story. Yeah. Not in any way. She could be yeah, anybody. So, right. So that's Love Life on HBO. Check it out if you feel like it. In the meantime. In between time. In between time. Queen, can you tell people how they can support Tea with Queen and J podcast? Yes. There are two ways to donate at twithqueenandj.com click the community tab to subscribe on Patreon for $2 a month $2 or send us any amount via PayPal you can follow us on your favorite podcast app share this podcast on social media tell a friend about us rate and review us on Apple Podcasts we read all of those reviews or wherever else you listen all of that are ways that you can help Tea with Queen and J grow that's right share us in your Instagram story share us everywhere for the most part we retweet we repost we reshare share all that shit or whatever unless your page i know sometimes people have their settings to where you can't do that but yeah if it's easy to reshare and we see it we will usually reshare that and it's an affirmation that's how you send us an affirmation you can send us an affirmation that way yes we we like that it does help yo Mm -hmm. it is it like don't underestimate that shit it is really helpful Mm -hmm. and supportive speaking of support we have donation libations this week we have donation libations from damien damien who was actually at afros and audio and is a listener hit us up on the paypal thank you so much damien and damien says paying black women because this podcast life ain't free so thank you so much damien we appreciate you and then the homie adrian hit us up on the paypal and adrian says snacks negroes enjoy a panini during this pandini you are so silly he is (laughs) so silly thank you adrian we appreciate you and then raya an og listener hit us up on the patreon and raya says 
First, my condolences to both of your recent losses. I'm grateful for you taking time to rest and for sharing your processes around grief. For anybody who doesn't know, we both recently experienced loss and we talked about that on, what was it, 301? Yes. Yes, correct. Yes, yes, yes. So we talked about that shit on episode 301. You can check that out. Back to the letter. Secondly, I realized how overdue my Patreon subscription was when you replayed the Halloween episode from way back. That was from um, 2018, those clips. And I remembered exactly where I was when I first heard you all talk about the Aliyah swoop. (laughs) That's funny. I have been an avid listener for years. Your Womanist Race Nerd podcast has taught me so much and helped me get through some of what you've helped me see and understand as daily normalized white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. Thank you for the labor you give to create this radical transformative content. Thank you so much, Ray or Raya. I feel like we figured out and decided what this, how this is how your name was pronounced before, but now we're revisiting. It's been a minute. We're resetting. But thank you so much. We appreciate you. Anything else before we get into the motherfucking show? I was luxuriating. In water. Were you luxuriating in your teeth? In my water. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm ready. I'm ready to do it. All right, let's do it. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So what kind of tea are you drinking? I'm drinking a ginger turmeric tea. I figured Mm. I feel like I'll do, I don't know, just wanted to feel like I was doing something to my body today. Mm. Yes, tea bags or you you put something, you you cut up ginger and shit? Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) I cut up ginger and shit. That's funny. <laughs> no, I have a loose tea. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Don't still be feeling like you're doing something. When you put the loose tea in a, on your own little bag, <laughs> when you do it on your own, it's a little bit of a ritual type of vibes, you know? Mm, okay. <laughs> well, um, what kind of tea are you drinking? Wait, wait, wait. Wait, rewind, rewind. What kind of elixir are you drinking today? <laughs> so, I have a bag of Teas by G. CBD slash CBG, I think, tea bag in there. CBG? Yeah, so CBG is some other shit that's also, I think it does CBD things, but I don't know because I didn't come prepared to talk about it, but... I think it's those same kind of vibes, but I don't, I don't know. I just put it in there and I knew it was going to make me feel how I want to feel. So So I have that. Okay. I also have fresh ginger, a cinnamon stick, some orange slices, a lemon slice, and some turmeric and some honey in there. Oh, and you were cooking. Yes. But you know, these were not items that I had in my home. I ordered (laughs) a, a fresh like tea. I ordered a health tea from somewhere and mm-hmm. it had all those things in it, like Got a good it. amount, right? A good amount. So I've been actually rocking off of this whole combination, this whole concoction for like three days. The same tea bag, same everything. I just pack it up and put it back in the fridge when I'm done mm-hmm. steeping it. So anyway, it's delicious. And I'm going to keep drinking off of this same exact tea bag <laughs> until none of this, until it tastes like water. Or rot, okay? Oh, mint, mint. There's um, mint leaves. Is it sage or mint? Yeah, mint leaves in there too. Mint leaves in there too. So yeah, I feel sexy. I feel like I've cooked a meal. I feel refreshed. I feel like I've participated in ritual. You know Somebody's doing morning over there. That's that's morning happening over there. <laughs> okay. Is. What are your pronouns? She, her, what are your pronouns? She, her, they, them, and separate from my pronouns, I am not a lady. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? I am affirming financial abundance so I can purchase a car. I'm saving money for a car, so I figured I'll call some money in. 
So I'm affirming. I like it. Financial abundance. I like it. I like it. You have that shit. You have it. What are you affirming for yourself this week? I'm going to affirm again. I'm going to affirm love and feeling love. And I'm going to affirm actually some sunlight. A space. Yeah, I want you to have some sunlight. With sunlight. Yes. I want a nice, fresh, dope space. Sustainable space with sunlight. That's what I want. All right, 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 all right. Have you lost yes. friends? Not to- <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, wait. Cool. Let's, so, let's let the listeners hear the Yeah, so like not to death or anything, but just like y'all are not friends anymore, the friendship has drifted apart or whatever. So you're you're many men, you're many right. many 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 men. Same here, same here, same here. As uh, wish as, death uh, upon me. As the notorious President Barack Obama has said, that's what I do, right? So <laughs> that's what I do. Anyway, okay. So I was thinking about shifts in friendship and how like sometimes when you because each friendship is unique to not only like the two individuals or however many individuals involved in the friendship in the relationship or whatever but it's also unique to the time period that you knew somebody yep. from mm-hmm. and the place where you knew somebody from or like whatever part stage of your life you were in or whatever right so there's certain friendships that may come and go in seasons or friendships that you may lose or whatever, but there are certain aspects of certain friendships that you will never have in your life again. You know what I'm saying? So like me and my best friend from junior high school, high school, we broke up some time ago. We was we were grown. We have been friends for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And then we broke. It was like a breakup for me or whatever. Right. There are aspects of that friendship and jokes that we had from high school that we have been joking off of and building off of for years that I'll never have that again. I'll never have that experience with anybody else or whatever. And I just want to make it clear that I'm not sad about it. OK, I just want to say you just that. know what it is. <laughs> You just know what like, it is. And yeah, like, the friendship had to end, yeah. right? But what I think is something to acknowledge just as we grow and shift in life is, yeah, that that particular kind of friendship will never happen again, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so, like, when we create new friendships and grow and develop new friendships, those friendships will have their own unique rewards, you know, but it's not going to be the same as whatever the fuck it is that you lost. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whatever the fuck you lost is what you lost. Have you had any friendships like that that you feel like you no longer know somebody from that specific time frame in that way? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But I think a lot of it also... Is connected to like who I've changed into as a person, you know, like right. I'm not the same person that I was in junior high and what made me and like my childhood best friend be best friends. It came to a point mm-hmm. where we actually were like different fucking people. <laughs> yeah. And it was yeah. like, who is this bitch? And she probably was looking at me like, who is this bitch? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, stop being friends. There's other scandal connected to the story. But, scandal. <laughs> but yeah, but I do... Even before the scandal, I do recall thinking to myself, like, I think I'm just this person's friends because of the time. Because we've been friends mm-hmm. so long. But I don't really have anything in common with this person. And it right. doesn't, I don't love them any less or whatever. But I, di- I did have a day where I was like, yeah, I think we're still friends because we met when we were in sixth grade. <laughs> like, right. But as women, right. maybe if I met this person as an adult, I probably mm-hmm. would be like, 
okay girl and just like you know not yeah. even connecting the way that i connected with that person so mm-hmm. yeah definitely Definitely. Yeah, I agree. I feel like there's certain friendships that I have that are like that, but they're harmless, right? It's like, mm-hmm. listen, I love you. Yeah. You're to me, it's like those friendships, depending on who it is, it's like, okay, you're just like family. Like yes. at some stage in our lives, we chose each other, but like you've been here so long now, you're not hurting anyone. We're different, but this is not harmful to us, so it's cool, whatever. And then other times it's like, no, this actually this is. is not good for yep. our growth. Mm-hmm. And it's actually uncomfortable to me maintain this relationship with you or whatever yeah but i was thinking about our friendship right mm-hmm. so this podcast that we do is based off our friendship is based off the fact that we have a shared interest in dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism we have a shared interest in the way that we do that and we also like have a certain kind of skill for how we do this shit or whatever right mm-hmm. but also before that we have been friends before doing the show whatever and I would say we started this podcast not not super early in our friendship. We were already friends, but mm-hmm. we started this podcast early in our friendship. Yeah, and did. a lot of our mm-hmm. friendship has grown through the time that we've spent together during the, you know, almost eight years that we've had this podcast. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jay has seen some queen things. <laughs> and- we've both we've both seen a lot. <laughs> both seen a lot. We've both seen a lot of evolution. <laughs> Yes. Both seen a lot. Yes, but yeah. even like we have jokes that we have from our experiences of, yeah. you know, being friends for this period of time or whatever. But when I think about like where we met, like we have jokes from like we both worked at the, the same, same job. Place, so we yeah. have jokes from that job, but we kind of both worked in different areas of that. So mm-hmm. our jokes are different. Our experience there is different yeah. or whatever. So it's a lot of like just like there are things that you... Like, if you think about a work friend, a school friend, or whatever, there are things that y'all talked about because y'all was just killing time. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like you and me have been so busy together or slash quote-unquote like productively doing things in our friendship or Mm -hmm. if we're hanging out you know we're hanging out with intention to like do something or whatever that there's a lot of shit that we haven't talked about Mm -hmm. because those are like killing time questions yeah we haven't spent a whole lot of like killing time time together like you know we've traveled together and shit but it's not like we're we're very rarely killing time we also hate small talk equally fucking hate small talk <laughs> equally we so it's like it. this friendship the way we talk is when we talk we talk about shit like there's nothing usually light right and Ooh. i don't mean light as in like we're not always talking about the shit we talk about on this podcast but i mean right like, right we right. never just talking passing when we say how are you mm-hmm. we really are asking how are you like, how are How's you your day like have you really... spoken to your therapist exactly are you drinking your water you're getting enough rest. Exactly. Well, maybe it's time to set some boundaries. And that's what we do. <laughs> and I think it's because we're friends who both equally hate small talk. We're not going to just be like. Right. No, no. So, yeah, that, it's probably right, why right, some of that right. stuff. That passing time shit didn't mm-hmm. happen. Because mm-hmm. when we right. had opportunities, when we worked together, to pass time, we didn't do that either. Yeah. <laughs> we both just kind of like. <laughs> 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 These are facts. These are facts. These are facts. So, yeah, so I wanted to, especially in light of when we were thinking about this episode, so many of the topics that came across were heavy. So there are a few things that we're working on that are larger conversations that I wanted to make sure that we prepared for longer than the amount that it normally takes us to prepare for one episode. Yes. And a lot of those things were heavy. So I wanted to, like, get light. Let's get light. Let's talk about things that we rarely talk about Mm because we're rarely sitting around 
asking each other these kind of questions. And when I was at that job asking these ridiculous questions, we were in different areas. But I did love a good, what would you rather, who would you rather fucking, uh, I didn't really hate, fuck with, fuck, what is it, hate, marry, kill or whatever. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, that feels like a game steeped in whiteness. So, oh, fuck, marry, kill. Fuck, marry, kill. Yeah, I didn't play that. But that is kind of a version of like, what would you rather? Who would you rather? Mm-hmm. So I did play a lot of that that type of shit with other people who see, it's I like had. Murder? Right. Murder? <laughs> for what? What's the, what's the need for what? that? Why do I have to murder? What's the reason? What is the reason? <laughs> but right? why is that the and extreme why do I have to fuck it? you? What's happening? Yeah, like why were those extremes? That was just right. Weird. Now, sometimes in my who would you rather, there was a sexual element to it, but it was fun. Anyway. <laughs> So, yeah, so I I thought that we could engage in some random question asking that we would never ask each other otherwise. Are you fucking down for this shit? I'm down. I'm excited, actually, because Jay's ridiculous, (laughs) and I'm just excited to hear the ridiculous shit you're going to (laughs) say. All right, so you are equally ridiculous and so i am i am ready i'm so excited i'm looking forward to it all right and then if you all want to chime in feel free to send us your responses to the questions that we ask each other today you can tweet them to us you can fucking put in your instagram stories whatever but we just thought these were some fun questions to explore yeah all right motherfucker are you ready i'm ready let's do it so what embarrasses you the most mm-hmm. or what's been your most embarrassing moment? I don't really know what embarrasses me the most. I don't embarrass easily, mm-hmm. but I do have an embarrassing story. Like it was like, okay, what the fuck? So when I was about, it was college time. So maybe I'm 18 or I don't know, whatever the fuck. And me and my homegirl were hanging out with these grown ass men that we shouldn't have been hanging out. So we were legal age, but these were like men, 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 right? Right. So we're hanging out with them, drinking, shit like that. They lived in Teaneck, New Jersey. So we we're like on our way driving to Teaneck. And mind you, for hours we were drinking alcohol. And then also, it's this root drink called Baji, some Jamaican root drink that also gets you intoxicated. Mm-hmm. So we we're like, they're gone. Right. So you were an adult, but you wasn't drinking age. Yeah, I was not drinking age okay. at all. So we were mm-hmm. with these, yeah, me and my homegirl and these two two guys or whatever. And then we were going to go to Teaneck to go to some diner and probably going to go to have sex or some shit after, right? And I'm in the backseat with the guy that I'm with. And that guy, I had known him. So he wasn't like a stranger. But right. yeah, whatever. So I'm in the back. I'm sitting there. And I all of a sudden have to pee. And I'm like, damn, I gotta pee, I gotta pee, I gotta pee. I text my homegirl and I gotta pee. Like, and then she tells him, like, oh, we gotta go to Donna quick because she gotta use the bathroom. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, you know, whatever, rocking, rocking, rocking. And then I sit and I just pee on myself in the backseat of that car. And I think because of all of the drinking, all the root drink, it mm-hmm. didn't smell like pee. It like, oh. and I had on dark colored jeans. Oh my so gosh. like no one knew I peed. So we get to the diner, we get out, whatever. They go, go to see. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I had on, a, um, my jeans were dark and then my coat did cover my butt. So I go to okay. the bathroom and I'm still drunk as shit. Go to the bathroom, trying to clean myself or whatever. Then my friend comes in the bathroom and I'm like, yo, I already peed. And she's like, what? So we're like young and stupid. Uh, I take off my panties, this and that. I was supposed to throw them away, but for some reason I put them in my pocketbook. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Mind you, these men don't know I peed in their car yet. And they had leather mm-hmm. seats, so I guess they didn't. I don't know. They don't know I peed in their car. Mm-hmm. The night goes on. Fast forward. We're in the car again. And now I guess we're going to our final destination. And that's when I realized these pissy panties are in my 
purse. So then I mm-hmm. text her like, oh my God, the panties in my pocketbook. And she's like, oh shit, thought about the window. That's these are the text. Oh God. So I throw my panties out the window and some rips for some random reason. And wind doesn't even work like this. The panties kind of flew up onto the driver's seat and like, boom, onto the windshield. Oh my God. So gosh. my dirty panties was on the fucking seat and they still don't know that I peed. They don't know these are my panties. So right. I'm embarrassed for myself. Seat. It's on the window. It's on the windshield. On the windshield. Yeah. Like right. in the front of the car. Mm-hmm. So I was embarrassed for myself because I know these men didn't know I peed. They didn't know those in my panties. Everyone's just like, ew, who's right. funky nasty panties? And I'm like, ew, who's funky nasty panties? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was wow. like one of my most embarrassing moments. And only me and my homegirl knew, but I was embarrassed as fuck. Yeah, no, that's a lot. Yeah. So when I have to pee... When I'm drunk, I go right away because I'm I'm scarred. So yeah, that's a valuable. You learned a valuable lesson that I night. Did. Yeah, yeah. So, wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. that was a night. Okay, have fun. It was a fun night, but that was anyway. What embarrasses you the most? So, um, my story also involves pee. <laughs> I don't know why urine is so embarrassing. I don't know why that's always like the thing. But I had got this. I had got this job, and I had to go. To this office building to get security clearance or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, get my urine test and everything. Yeah. So I go go to the office. It's a small office. So there's a, a woman at a desk. Um, there are seats in front of the desk, and there's a bathroom to like the right of the desk or whatever, right? So it's that kind of open space. So you come in from the outside, everything is right there whatever right so you're supposed to go to the bathroom and then you come out with the the jar open still okay and you close it in front of oh, cool. the woman at the desk okay right so they know it's not stolen pee or something probably? i guess i don't understand the logic behind I mean, any of that stuff i don't know what they was trying to do but whatever so i go to the bathroom i pee in the cup i come out with this full cup of hot pee because i also was a younger person so i don't think that I thought, oh, you don't have to put all of your pee in here. Like, <laughs> it's a sample. It's a sample. That need so a it bit. doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be a full cup of urine. It could be a good amount of urine, and the rest can honestly go in the toilet. They don't need all of that. So, and the cup, it didn't seem like super full. It wasn't like full to the brim, but it didn't need to be a full cup of urine like that. Mm. So anyway, and I'm young. So the cup is full. Cup is full. Right? (laughs) Runneth over. Right. I come out with this open air urine in this office with other people sitting and waiting. She's there at the desk and I'm holding it and she tells me something to do. And I shift my arm, like the one that's holding the cup of urine. I shifted it one way or another and the urine in slow motion, like shifts up and a little bit like splashes up it's going up in the air oh my god i don't know where it's gonna land it's going up in the air and then eventually in like 20 minutes it landed splat on the papers on her desk yes and she's like oh honey oh god (laughs) oh oh And I'm like, sorry. And I just felt, I felt like I was dying. I was a teenager, so I was in there. I wasn't as grown. Like, right now, right now, I feel like I could shake that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that would happen to me now, but I could shake that easy. Because why the fuck 
Am I coming out of this fucking With bathroom? Open, With this open jar of fucking yeah. pee, right? So anyway, so I would have been able to shake that now easy. But then, fucking oh 18 years old, I could have died right there. And it told other people, the office is full. There's other people in there who either saw it or they understand what happened based on what she said. It was a mess. It was still a good amount of urine in that cup. So honestly, I don't remember what happened. I did get that janky ass job, but that that's the most embarrassing thing that that ever happened to me. And honestly, I'm sure that more embarrassing things happen, but that's the thing that I was most embarrassed about because mm-hmm. I was a young person and fucking strangers have seen me splash Spill this urine. Pee, How yeah. could I have even spilled fucking pee? But also this whole setup is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, don't mean no sense. In this small ass office. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. anyway, that's my most embarrassing thing. Mm-hmm. What is your earliest childhood memory? Okay. Um so I think I was probably about 3, 3 or 4. And okay. cuz my brother was a baby and we we're about 3 years apart, 3 to 4 years apart, whatever the fuck, right? And in my apartment building, we had a garbage room where you could like put the garbage down the chute mm-hmm. and my mother changed my brother's pamper and i guess it was a doodle pamper and she said to go throw this down the chute um and it was really close to our apartment door so it wasn't right. like a thing for me to like whatever and i remember and jay knows this about me i don't like to do anything don't ask me to do shit mm-hmm. and i that's been a thing of mine since i was a kid so she asked me to do something and i knew i didn't want to do it so i'm walking to the apartment door to go out to throw out the thing but in a four-year era of our apartment my mom loves fish so we had two big ass aquariums there and oh the aquarium that was lower, like my level, because I'm a little three, four year old person, mm-hmm. had this sparkly purple fish. I don't know what kind of fish it was, but that fish had to be alone because it would eat all the fish if it was with the, in the other aquarium. Big right. ass purple sparkly fish, beautiful ass fish. And I was like, I don't want to go out there. I'm going to throw this in a um, fish tank. Right? Oh, my God. <laughs> So I take the pamper and before I throw it in a fish tank, for some reason, it was like, let me test the water or let me put my hand in the water first. Okay. This is why when kids do ridiculous things, I always want to know what they're thinking because I know I thought this through and it was the most ridiculous thing, but I was three. (laughs) So So I opened the tank and I put my hand in the fish tank. Mind you, I know that this fish is supposed to be alone because it be Mm -hmm. eating fish. Put my hand in the fish tank and I the fish bit me. But the fish, and I swear to you, and everyone tells me I'm lying, even my mom is like, that don't make no sense. That mm-hmm. fish bit me with the tail part. It did not bite me with the mouth. Oh, it did God. not. Here we go again. Yes, it hit me with the it bit okay. me with the tail part. I scream. I'm crying. My mother comes. She doesn't quite know what happened. She just knows the fish tank is open. The pamper's on the floor and I'm crying or whatever. Um mm-hmm. and I don't think I explained to her. That fish <laughs> saved you, okay? That fish saved you because you was about to get a spanking. You was about to throw that pamper in the fish tank. Oh, I, I did not want to go. That's a spanking right there. I didn't want to throw it down the chute. That's a spanking. I There's no way you would have avoided a spanking in that incident. Yeah, I would have got a spanking. I would have got a spanking. But Definitely. that's one of the most, like, I remember step by step. I remember my thoughts. Like, so that's mm-hmm. like the most, like, vivid kind of childhood memory I had. Right. Because I really negotiated I, that shit. Like, yeah. That's ins- What did you think was going to happen to the pamper when you threw it in there? I didn't think that far. I just was like, right. I don't feel like you going out there. I know, know I'm that I'm supposed, here. I'm supposed to dispose yeah. of this. I don't want to go out there and put it down a garbage chute. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw it in this fish tank and it's done, which just doesn't Do make sense. Do you think it might have been, okay, well, you you know the pain that you felt, 
But I, I agree. It could have been the tail, but maybe it wasn't like a bite. Maybe it was just like a, he, like maybe it scared you because of the way that it touched you or grazed you. I feel, I feel like I saw the thing open okay. and on my finger. This is when it gets like if, and gets my silly. whole finger hurt. It wasn't even like one side of my mm-hmm. finger, like my whole finger. Right. Hurt. All right. So somebody who knows fish, <laughs> let us know. If a fish could bite you with their tail, all right? It did, with the fin. Because we're going to solve this today. We're going to solve it. I'm telling you. We're going to crack the code and solve the mystery. (laughs) That's what happened. What's your earliest Mm. childhood memory? My earliest childhood memory, I feel like I remember things from being like quite small. Mm -hmm. And this one, I actually, I need one of my parents to confirm it. But I feel like I took pictures. I feel like I remember... I was in like a dress, this picture that I saw, but I know the memory is not from the picture. So it was a picture day. Mm-hmm. I was a little person. So like maybe like two, I would say, right? Because I actually have a lot of memories from being like a three-year-old or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like maybe two, it's possible earlier, but I think I was I was more like two years old. I was in this dress and it was because I had taken like pictures or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we took the pictures at my house or if we took the pictures at a place because my only real memory memory of that day is sitting in what used to be my mother's room right so we were like at my grandparents house mm-hmm. I was sitting in the bedroom and I remember whoever it was whether it was like it might have been my aunt Janice or my mom or somebody but they told me to okay stay right there and I just had to like sit there and wait for them to come back and mm-hmm. I think the reason I remember is because I was waiting and I don't like waiting. Yeah. Okay. But the reason why it's it's something that I remember and I guess I bring up because it's such a random memory that I know I was having from being like two or younger, mm-hmm. like such a flash kind of memory that sometimes I wonder like, why do I remember that? Yeah. Do I have other memories from being that tiny? Sometimes I wonder about like my nibblings and like, do they remember being that tiny or whatever? And there's a picture of me from that day. And it actually looks like it might have been taken in the house, but I don't understand why they would have a photographer come to the house. I don't know. It's like a professional picture. That parents back in the day used to have photographers come. You never come did to those? the house. Yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe that, maybe I did do that. Yeah, that yeah. Was like a it thing. just. Yeah, I do remember that. It felt like in my memory, it feels like I was dressed in there and that was the room that I took the picture in. Mm-hmm. But I don't really remember. A lot of my like younger the, pictures weren't. We didn't go mm-hmm. somewhere. It was like in a house and they would set something oh. up. I remember. Yeah, I remember taking pictures in the house in that way. Where the photographer came. Okay. I remember that. So maybe it was something like that, maybe. But maybe that did happen. Like that when I was a kid. Right. Maybe that did happen. But that was my earliest memory. And I know that I was two or younger and I was still growing into my head. I remember that picture is floating around somewhere. Mm. But yeah, that's that's my earliest memory. Not as exciting as yours, but Well, you know. Early. You you would have threw the pamper away. So that's why you don't have a memory. You would I would have thrown the pamper away. <laughs> Definitely would have thrown the pamper away absolutely i think i don't know i used to do stuff in live there's a lot of factors there the intrigue of throwing something in the fish tank that might have outweighed my desire to do the right thing what is your biggest fear my biggest fear is zippers i am like all right okay i'm dead serious is it like one zipper happening or are you afraid of the sight of zippers? Or what is it with the zippers? I'm afraid to zip things. I will not zip you. I will not let other people zip me. Mm-hmm. I generally prefer jackets with buttons. Okay. 
yeah, I do not like zippers. They're scary. I've dipped my chin a lot as a kid. I zipped my nephew's chin once when he was a baby. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't fuck Did with zippers. Did you draw blood? No, no, but still, okay. it's like traumatic to see a baby screaming and crying because their right, chin is right, zipped right, up. Right. So yeah. I don't yeah. fuck with zippers. That scene in that movie that all of y'all like about Mary or something about Mary, I hate that oh, movie because of that it's scene. A zippered penis. Yeah, I, yeah, zippers really, really nah. Like I, it, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't even buy dresses that needs to be zipped in the back. Because I don't want someone else zipping wow. me. I was a bridesmaid at my friend's wedding and it was really like a thing. Someone did have to zip me, but I was freaking out in that hotel room and my homegirl is like, like for real? Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, like almost to tears. Like I don't know. Fuck zippers. Stop putting them in clothing. Fuck them shits. Mm-mm. No. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You know what I think a little bit? What? I think that a part of like, your personality of like i don't know how to word this but i don't mean for it to sound bad but like you don't sweat the small stuff so like you're not as detail oriented and so i could see that being a thing yeah that you know that your personality how you move and zippers they don't work together yeah they don't work together you know what i'm saying like you're not quote unquote careful enough really i'm not to have so many zippers at your disposal i'm not and i'm very firm in being who i'm built to be and who I am right. built to be is right, not a right, motherfucker right. who uses it. Even if I have a jacket with a zipper on it, you would never see me zip it all the way up. I'll right. probably zip it right here and then button the rest or I'll have a scarf. Like, mm-hmm. like no. Wow. Don't fuck with zippers. Fuck them shits. Mm-mm. That's intense. Yeah. What's your biggest fear? I want to hear this. My biggest fear is my vagina accidentally <laughs> showing up <laughs> on an Instagram story. <laughs> <laughs> my biggest fear like not it's not it's like if it let's say my a video of me and i've never recorded myself having sex in any way Mm -hmm. not to my knowledge at least and so my biggest fear is not like let's say i had recorded myself i'm not afraid of it ending up on a porn site i am however afraid of it ending up somewhere it's not supposed to be like people just scrolling through instagram stories and they open my story and then all of a sudden my whole vagina is there yeah like my whole intimate vagina is there that is literally not me like sitting naked i am mortified that somehow my actual vagina is gonna be demonstrated broadcasted on instagram stories on twitter on snapchat which i don't even use anymore on On tiktok TikTok. there'll be a tiktok of it people gonna stitch it (laughs) yeah people are gonna stitch it people are gonna do reaction videos (laughs) People are going to do reaction videos to TikTok of my vagina. People are going to do voiceovers to whatever sound it made in the video. Like, I am mortified that somehow it's going to end up on Facebook. There are no pictures of my vagina. Okay? I've never taken one. Again, not to my knowledge. To my knowledge, there are no recordings, photographs, documentations of my vagina. And So there's no documentations of your vagina, but you still fear that this thing could happen even yes yes okay. well I that's how fear operates once a month. so yeah yeah have to be rational yes 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 i'm afraid and there's nothing wrong with her she's cute i just that's a very it's yours thing. yeah you don't it's want mine. I get it. I get it. yep. it's mine and i am terrified that somehow <laughs> it's gonna end up 
specifically on the on world wide web <laughs> right i'm not even scared of it being on the web like if you do a search for genesia's vagina and my vagina comes up i would be less scared like if it was let's say it was just there forever right i'm less afraid of that than someone casually scrolling facebook stories and there's my fucking vagina in my story or is in somebody else's story and i'm tagged in it <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, that sounds like a crime now. Yes. Yes. Well, however it happens, it's going to be criminal. Okay. <laughs> however it happens, it's going to be Got criminal. It. But. Oh, my God. Yeah. I do be thinking of like some freak accident in which, yeah, maybe it's not criminal. Maybe it's just an honest mistake. And I somehow managed to record and post my vagina in my stories, you know? So. That's my biggest fear. No, that's a valid fear. It's, it's more yeah. valid than zippers, I think. Yeah. I don't know, actually. <laughs> you have to, en- you engage with zippers a lot more than recording devices engage with my vagina. And yet, oh, okay. I still think that somehow, I don't know. I just pictured a zipper and now I'm like yeah. creeped out. Yeah. Could yeah. you imagine zippering, no! accidentally zippering no! your vagina? I don't want to hear it. In an Instagram story? I don't want to hear it. And then the, the zipper no. tags you? No. Or somehow a zipper company gets tagged no. XYXY or XZXY. That'll be the end of TV Queen and J podcast because that's your <laughs> vagina and it's a zipper and then we're like scared and it's like, you know what? Fuck this. We are going to oh be mole gosh. people. <laughs> what if what if it's just the pubes that get caught in the zippers? Ew, no, I don't want no nothing. Skin. I don't do just, nothing with zippers. Just no. Pubes Buttons work really well. It. Okay. Okay. You're right. You're right. And then I have figured out ways to zip myself mm-hmm. with a hanger, and you like put it in the thing. And I figured out ways because I will not let anyone. Oh, else. to zip your like yeah. dress in the back and stuff. If I wow. have, I don't generally buy anything like that. But sometimes things mm-hmm. do require that. So mm-hmm. I figured out ways to zip up myself because I don't even I don't trust someone else zipping me. When it comes to sexy time, I'm not unzipping any of your clothes. You could figure that out. Unzip that. We're not gonna do no mm-hmm. sexy TV moment where I unzip your dress. I don't no. like taking off other people's clothes. You take off your clothes and then take off my clothes too because i just can't be bothered yeah i don't really take off other people's clothes either i don't mm-hmm. really yeah to be honest yeah as you said i don't do that either but i'm not mm-hmm. don't expect me to unzip right. anything i'm not gonna do that i will stand there and look at you until mm. you are done have you encountered that issue mostly with men who kind of just want you to zip down their pants and stick your hand in there and i'm like i'm not doing that okay what is this a freaking what is it, a pizza guy it's a freaking movie role play no i'm thinking of like you know when you were a teenager and shit like i've been seeing penises for a long time oh, okay so those would be the weird times where i'm just like oh i guess i have unzipped pants yeah i'm like i'm not doing that. but really you don't touch the zipper you unbutton it and i don't do nothing separated i don't do anything just slides down oh okay i don't do anything okay all right well Mm -mm. okay so you'll be safe you'll continue to be safe (laughs) you'll continue to be safe from zippers what do you think you'll be like in your old age i honestly think i will be like this (laughs) (laughs) like i think I was thinking about my grandmother who had passed and mm-hmm. I was thinking about like her life and stuff and how honestly my whole life I've just been aspiring to be my grandmother as a retired person. And that's the life that I'm living. <laughs> and that's the life that except, you know, I don't have grandchildren, yeah. so I don't have the obligations of children and grandchildren that like she was really a fantastic grandmother, aunt, mm-hmm. you know, she's just a fantastic person. And so I don't have those obligations, but like. 
the way that my grandmother lived, she outside of the things that she did for us as grandchildren, like showing up, she valued very much having her own space. Mm-hmm. She valued very much have like being an empty nester and nobody living with her. And so my whole life, I knew her as this single older black woman with her own space who did what she wanted to do, who spent her days, how she wanted to spend them, went where she wanted to go, mm-hmm. got in her car, went, you know what I'm saying? Did whatever. And I had been aspiring to fucking live that way and do that type of shit. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, my sister has mad kids. So I enjoy that mm-hmm. because I do think that kids are an awesome experience. I don't, though I don't need to have them, I don't think in my house in that way, mm-hmm. but I really enjoy like being an auntie. But also when I think about like old people stuff, I think I'm going to be this person. Like I feel like this version of myself is low-key high-key the same version of like an older person the only thing that i fear is you know like i don't really want to get like dementia too early or Um, whatever those kinds of vibes i do have that dementia alzheimer's in my family so that concerns me a little bit but i think mostly i'll be like this i expect to have more patience and grace and understanding, which I feel like has come for me at this stage in life. I'm, I am more of those things than I was back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I expect to have more of that. I don't know. Because Nikki Giovanni as an older person, maybe she's more understanding, but she really doesn't have any fucks to give. She doesn't. And I really enjoy She seemed it. like, yeah, she seemed like, I don't know if I would call it a grudge, but she seemed to like have some like, just like spicy vibes. Like, maybe she hold. I wouldn't be surprised if she hold grudges. She has, like, a, I told y'all all this shit already, and y'all keep inviting me to these talks, and I've been right. telling y'all this shit. <laughs> right. Yes. And then every now and then she'll say something that's like, wait, does she have beef with so-and-so? <laughs> yes, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And I feel like part of me feels like I'm going to have less of those feelings, because mm-hmm. even when I look back at, like... We actually did this. We was preparing for our panel yes. and it, our presentation and it was mad stuff in there. It was like, are we talking to somebody? <laughs> like, are we? <laughs> we were. Is this a sub? Is this a sub? It was mad tweet sub in the fucking deck? deck? Right. Yeah. We, we, ha- listen, we had been hurt in the podcast yes. industry. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, but I feel like I hope to have more patience and understanding for different ways of life or you know mistakes that i've made or people make or whatever so i hope to be more of that kind of person Mm -hmm. but i also think i might be a little bit of nikki giovanni and still not give a fuck about a lot of things or people you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. but um but yeah i kind of feel like i'm gonna be this nigga that i am right now for the most part but just like older and i don't know maybe i'll cut my hair off i don't know Mm -hmm. again i don't know what do you think you'll be like as an old person in old age in older age as a mature person as an older person well i already know how i'm gonna look like i feel like i want to have like the biggest whitest grayest afro like i've decided that a long time ago okay. i'm not gonna fight grays they're gonna do what they do your do. mom have gray hair yeah my mom has okay. grays but she was dying her hair for a long time and oh. within our friendship because you know i want her little friends i remember telling this her so that fascinating like fascinating to me i remember telling her that like <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think when I'm older, I'm not going to fight gray. I think I want that. I want to have this big gray, like Afro. My mother was like, you know what? You're right. I'm not going to dye my hair no more. And then that's where she stopped dyeing her hair and just letting it, like, whatever. 
But I know that's what I want to look like. I want to have a big ass gray afro. Like I want that. Mm-hmm. I do want that gray um, white crown. Yeah. So I'm not really mm-hmm. going to do anything. When, well, I do have some grays, but I'm going to leave them alone. And as they do what they do, they're going to do what they do. Right. And then a lot of times I wear protective styles. So you don't see them right now anyway. So I'm not stressing them. So I know that's how I'm going to look, at least from the neck up. <laughs> I don't know, mm-hmm. but whatever. Mm-hmm. I think the kind of older person I will be is I want to be like that fun older person who still understands young people, still gets the shit mm-hmm. that they still feel comfortable talking to. That yeah, like I'm not like on some what what's that Jimmy Monroe like you know like who them kids playing that and didn't, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know what the, you know like whatever there is some uh-huh. stuff about people younger than me that I do complain about I think that's a natural thing but I do think yeah. I want to be like an intergenerational kind of old person it makes me think of this it was one time during the pandemic and I do not know this older woman during the pandemic I took a virtual twerk class and somebody's grandmother was in there. She was not twerking, but she just came in to watch. Like, she joined the <laughs> class to watch us twerk. She was, like, excited for us, clapping for us, was just so happy to see, right. like, these younger people enjoying themselves and having fun. I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to be that kind of old person. I want to be at the that party, and funny. I don't quite understand the dance, but I see these younger black people having fun, so mm-hmm. I fucks with it. Right. So I think right. I want to exist in that way with my big old white gray afro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I see myself as an older person. Remember, remember Miss Sandra's afro from the job? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Miss Sandra had a glorious afro. She did. It was, that, that was, was a good afro. That was a serve. That was a that serve. That was a good afro, yes. Yeah. I wonder where Miss Sandra is at. Don't say this. Let's move on. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> she was old when we met her. Miss <laughs> Sandra, no! No, Miss Sandra! But one thing about Miss Sandra, y'all don't know Miss Sandra, but Miss Sandra to me, when she would bend down, she bent mm-hmm. down like, not like an older person. Like, she would like straddle her legs and it was like she bent down like she knew you was looking at her butt. So I enjoyed <laughs> that this older woman still kind of was just like bent down in that yes. way. Like, Miss Sandra was very graceful. Yeah, yeah. Miss Sandra yeah. was very graceful. And I think she had been a dancer or something. Yeah, I could see it. The way she been, like, it would make sense. Yeah, she was she... very graceful. She seemed, like, very, like, fit, like, physically fit mm-hmm. for her age. Yes, that was an interesting employee. Yes. I would say, as a manager, <laughs> that was interesting. That was interesting. Anyway, what do you think happens when we die? I think that we, uh, I guess I'm going to be sciencey right now. So I don't, I do believe in like no matter is created or destroyed. So that's like something in science where like even when mm-hmm. I'm dead, my energy, my matter, my it still like exists. I think they said that on a Wu-Tang album. Yeah, because they are, they're nerds. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I do think that I I will exist again in terms of, like, nature. So, like, mm-hmm. I will, whatever I'll decompose to and break down to will contribute to, like, Earth in that way. Mm-hmm. I do believe in an afterlife, but I don't really quite believe in, like, a heaven-type hell situation. I think mm-hmm. that I'm still on this Earth, and I'm just looking at you living people like y'all ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look yeah. at them. Look at them trying to change the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. like that type of thing. Like y'all humans become my entertainment as whatever this after being is. But my body does still contribute to earth in this way because it breaks down and, you know, you know, shit like that. So that's Mm -hmm. what I think happens when, yeah, when I die. 
Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. What do you think happens in death? Nothing. You just be dead? Yes. I think nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Like, and I have a few thoughts about this, but mostly nothing. I think the same way that like we don't remember or a lot of us don't remember anything before our natural birth into this world, into this realm. Like we have no memories before that. I don't think we're going to have any memory after. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we're just going to go back into whatever void we came from. We're not going to. It's nothing. I think it's a wrap. It's nothing. I do believe in ancestors and energy and all that stuff or whatever. So like I think that that becomes a separate thing and its own thing. And I don't know that the ancestors have actual memories from this life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like perhaps the energy and the feelings that they have to inform us about stuff and to be with us is based on like a muscle memory, perhaps a, for lack of a better term, like kind of how like a trauma response kind of operates. No, I, or yeah, I, I believe that. I agree. Cause they only yeah, know what they like, know. Like, right, yeah. right. Like, I don't know if they're, I don't know if it's like when I, like for, when I die, for example, I don't know if when I visit my, my nibblings as an ancestor, I don't know if I'll still be like myself. Like, I don't know if I'll have all the actual memories that I had or if I will just exist in a space knowing that I really like macaroni and cheese. And so, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully somebody will put that on an offering for me because I'm a spirit who just likes that. And I'm a spirit who has all these feelings perhaps that are based on the life that I lived in this universe. And perhaps, I don't know where I came from, perhaps whatever other universe I was a part, I don't fucking know. Yeah. But I feel like that energy will perhaps be its own person its own thing that is not necessarily connected to or tied to like who exactly Genesia is here in this limited like time and space or whatever Mm -hmm. so I kind of think it's going to be a wrap and like I'll go back to whatever void and then some either new thing or whatever spirit is kicking it with me right now whatever this is Mm -hmm. well you know it'll be that but that and all the science shit you said you know whatever I mean sure okay that makes sense you know Mm-hmm. It's science, but yeah, but that's that's what I think. I don't believe in heaven or hell or whatever. Yeah, it's possible though, based on these fables. But it's possible that that same energy that I'm kind of talking about is a thing that's going to experience some kind of joy or suffering or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's possible based on what people did in this life. I think it would be really. Um, I guess there are people who believe this, but it's the thought as somebody who grew up in a like believing that like punishment or reward exists in the afterlife. It's hard for me, even though I don't believe those things in the same way right now. It's hard for me to process that people who have done great evil in this life are not going to suffer or not going to see some kind of um, repercussion for or karmic energy or whatever for the bad the bad things that they did here mm-hmm. like i'm talking about real horrible people not people who made a mistake or misunderstanding or you know what i'm saying like yeah. like levels Columbus. to this like that nigga it's yeah. hard for me to imagine that he just died and then nothing happened to his spirit like nothing you know that there was no payback for the horrible things that he did in this life mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah, so I, I don't know but maybe maybe horrible things will just happen to whatever spirit that was or maybe it like for real is nothing and maybe his suffering 
or the suffering of that spirit is just something that maybe he inflicts bad things on his ancestors. I don't fucking know. I don't know. It's getting weird now. But that's what I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think mostly okay. nothing. That's mm-hmm. what I think. Mm-hmm. On that note, let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to ask some questions about love. Love. So many things I want to tell you. All right. To break, please. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Tea with Queen and Jay. This is a black-ass, womanist, race nerd podcast dedicated to dismantling white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism. Yes, to quote Bell Hooks, we have to constantly critique imperialist, white supremacist, patriarchal culture because it is normalized by mass media and rendered unproblematic. Here at Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, we are dedicated to that critique and promoting, highlighting, and introducing alternate ways of existing and resisting the fuck shit that is oppressive systems. Through the podcast, events, trainings, and panels, we rely on your support to sustain this work. Sustainability. (laughs) (laughs) That's important. There are a few ways that you can support Tea with Queen and Jay. You can rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. That's a big help, and it lets people know that we are current and people like what we do here. That's right. You can tell all your favorite people about us. You can also give us your money. Give it to us. There are two ways to donate. Two. You can go to our website, teawithqueenandj.com. Slide down on our homepage and there's where we have two options. Two. Our first option is our PayPal option and that is where you can give however much you want. And we have our Patreon option and that's where we're asking for a little bit more commitment. Just $2 a month. $2. You can give more or less, but that is us. Up to you. All of our patrons have access to one bonus episode a month and all previous bonus episodes. Another great way to support Team with Queen and Jay is to become a sponsor. If you would like to sponsor us, if you'd like to hear your ad on Team with Queen and Jay podcast or see it on social media, email us at teawithqueenandjay at gmail.com. We also do trainings. You can hire us to speak at your school or organization about white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, dismantling white supremacy in the workplace, womanism, black feminism podcasting some other shit you've heard us discuss on the podcast or if you'd like us to do a covid safe live show or consult you or your team send us your t-mail at teawithqueenandj.com thank you so much for fucking with us thank you so much for all the support hey black women hey black femmes hey black people All right, 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 all right. And we're black. All the time. All right. Are you down for more questions? We are asking questions that we might typically ask when we're shitting around, wasting time. Questions we've never asked each other because we don't shit around. Yeah. We don't waste time. Not really, no. So who was your very first crush? My first crush I remember was this boy named Alfonso in kindergarten and this is also the first time i was realized i can be jealous Mm. what neighborhood did you go to kindergarten in the bronx okay and yeah i liked alfonso and then one day we never really like did stuff like Mm -hmm. i mean like he didn't know i liked him i just knew i liked him we hung out and stuff as like friends and shit because i did Mm -hmm. do in quotations what people considered boy things too 
Um, so mm-hmm. we did play and shit like that, and I liked him. But that's also when I realized I can be like a jealous bitch. I don't tap into this energy like hardly ever, but that's an instance when I realized I could be because at nap time, what happened at nap time? Him and his girl Adiembo were in the cot doing stuff, and I was in jealous. the cot. Where was the teacher in kindergarten? I think it was like hidden. Like it wasn't. Like, I don't know. I have no idea. A hidden cot. I don't. I, well, it wasn't hidden because I could see it. But he would run to her cot and then run to his. And then she would run to his cot. And then I remember this. And I don't know what they were doing. They could have literally just been under the covers whispering each other. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't have no indication of what they were doing. But he wasn't doing whatever the fuck that was with me. Whatever the fuck they was doing, he was doing it with me. And I didn't like that. This story has has taken uh, turns that I hadn't expected. I want to know where the teacher was at. I don't know where the teacher was, but I told on them. So, <laughs> wow, told on them, and they got in trouble. And I was like, "That's what he gets for playing with Adiembo and not me." But now that was my that was my first crush. I don't know where Alfonso is. He left the school after kindergarten. It was this this mm. private school. He didn't go to first grade with us. Right. Yeah, but that was my first crush. I am mortified at the fact that you all were supposed to be napping. And the teacher wasn't there to tell y'all to lay back down. And there was more than one teacher in that class. So I don't know what the fuck happened. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm annoyed. Yeah. I am disgusted and annoyed. It wasn't happening again on my watch. That's a damn (laughs) My first crush was also in kindergarten. Well, first of all, actually, my first crush was Bugs Bunny. Let's... (laughs) Let's cut the shit. Okay. This is our trend for Denisia. Yeah. My first crush was Bugs Bunny. She had already got to know their personality, so. I did. I did. Bugs was a baddie. She was able to connect. A gender-bending baddie. Mm-hmm. You know, if gender, you know, even exists, which we know it doesn't matter. But they was gender-bending. They were a baddie. They were clever. You know what I'm saying? So, Bugs Bunny. Bay. I know. After that... Fatine, I don't know if it was Fatine or Fatim. I don't know if it's an N or an M at the end. But kindergarten, Fatine was mad cute, so adorable. And I don't even remember if that was like officially my boyfriend, but that was definitely my boyfriend in my head. Mm-hmm. We hung out together. I think we held hands once or twice. I don't remember. But you know, in kindergarten, you got to hold hands with people online yeah, anyway, anyway. So I don't yeah. remember, but I think we held hands. But I do remember that being like the first like person that i had like oh i like that person Uh kind of vibes for and then we had like an outing it was like outside in co-op city we had a a big greenway or whatever but so we're out in the green on the park or whatever Uh like class the whole class is out there and my mother was there and my sister she brought my sister who wasn't in school yet so she brought her there whatever and my sister was sitting there either eating a sandwich or whatever whatever she was doing she was staring at Fatim and Fatim was like she's scaring me because (laughs) (laughs) also we're both jealous bitches okay (laughs) she was staring she was staring at him but my sister has uh he said it was her eyebrows she has the eyebrows that they draw on evil people Uh in cartoons Mm -hmm. but also she would look mad intense (laughs) okay she would look i don't want to put it all in the eyebrows sometimes she for real would have a stink face as if i was in if i was in kindergarten I was four. I went to kindergarten at four and then I turned five. So she was probably 
like two-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like she was two years old was... scaring people. <laughs> yes. That's why I was so funny. That's why I was so hilarious. Okay. <laughs> she was staring at him intensely with those fucking Disney villain eyebrows. <laughs> She was. <laughs> that is funny. So she's scared Fatim. But Fatim also, I don't know where he went. Because he wasn't, I don't remember him being in school with us a lot after that. Yeah, that's the I same one I'm on, though. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. them after that. Same. Yeah. But I hope he's okay. I hope he got vaccinated. I hope he survived <laughs> COVID and the pandemic. <laughs> you never know. I was in the Bronx in kindergarten, too. Who knows what happened? You know? <laughs> Who fucking knows, yo? Oh, what? is your love language um love languages i believe i have two love languages Mm -hmm. i think the obvious one would be words of affirmation yeah like i need to hear that you care i need to hear that you love me i need to hear that you think i look cute i need to hear that you think i get a good job like i need to hear Mm -hmm. stuff like that if i don't hear it then i assume you don't fuck with me right so that's one and my other love language is quality time I really, really care more so about time, spending time with people. I'm also really stingy with my time, like, Mm -hmm. because it's valuable to me. Like, that's why I think I take it personal when people are late or when people, like, don't show up or whatever. Because for Mm -hmm. me, I always, I take it as disrespect because, like, I share time with you or I decided to share time with you and you were, like, irresponsible with it. So I always take that really, really, really personally because mm-hmm. one of my love languages is time. So yeah, definitely time. And then I know in my personal relationships, my romantic relationships, if I don't get enough time, eventually it's a deal breaker. Like I can't, yeah. like we're not like what? No, like I'm not one of those people who can, oh, well, you know, they're busy. They're, no, that's no. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that is a deal breaker. Yeah. I don't care if you could buy me the whole planet you can't spend time with me mm-hmm. then you don't love me <laughs> you don't right, fuck with me right. um, do you think that those love languages also apply to your platonic relationship yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely yeah mm-hmm. like i'm mm-hmm. yeah it does i, I think in every that's yeah. i don't limit love language to just like romantic love like all of mm-hmm. the people that i share love with that are in community with me those are the things that make me feel loved affirmed valued are those things so yeah i think it applies to like for me everything Mm -hmm. kind of across the board yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah my love languages based on that love language test are acts of service Mm -hmm. i really like when people do things for me yeah especially things that means okay now i don't have to fucking do it because i feel like in life i always have to fucking do it so Mm -hmm. i like when people do things for me so i don't have to fucking do it Mm -hmm. i like quality time and physical touch kind of come in second after that Uh i like quality time i like physical touch i don't necessarily need somebody to be around all the time as long as they are when they're not with me they're at their job don't be nowhere else (laughs) oh yeah i don't want someone with me all the time yeah i don't want someone with me all the time better be at your fucking job Um, if we can't spend time together it better be because you have been working (laughs) too much not because you got to hang out with this one and hang out with that one. And you got to do this. Or you don't know if you're free because you might need to do this, that. No, mm-hmm. it better be specifically for your fucking job. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, so acts of service, quality time, and then physical touch comes in after that, mm-hmm. after those things. But yeah. I do, after being in a, in a relationship with somebody who physical touch wasn't their thing and they kind of almost like didn't really like it mm-hmm. that much i realized that no i need to i need physical touch i need to fucking be touched i need to be affirmed i need to be touched in public if you're expressing something that is 
like intimate with me or like um I remember I was with a former partner and we were like sitting next to each other at mm-hmm. a restaurant and they were like expressing emotion for something like just tell oh thank you so much or something that they you could tell they were moved yeah I don't think they touched me like at all like it was like I didn't even, I didn't get a kiss on the cheek it was like just a very I would I would just call it dry just very dry in that area so no I definitely need physical touch Mm -hmm. like touch me motherfucker like what the fuck so but yeah acts of fucking service please fucking do something my partner is a physical touch person i'm not but i do it because i know that's how they feel it Mm -hmm. you know yeah Um, but i i have to say to myself oh hold his hand (laughs) because i'm not that's not what i do but i do do it because i want that person to be affirmed in whatever the fuck way right but yeah, yeah 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 Mm-hmm. yeah i could definitely i could hold a stranger's hand like even if i don't really like them it's just like this is yeah. comfortable yeah oh yeah like that touch. makes sense because you're a hugger you're yeah yeah that's definitely mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah do you believe in soulmates i do believe in soulmates i don't think they have to be romantic i do believe that i have lots of platonic soulmates mm. and i also believe that i don't think soulmates are for everything i think that just as you grow as a person, your soul grows and evolves. If you mm-hmm. believe in souls, they grow and evolve. So someone could be your soulmate for a time of period and then it could end. Like it doesn't mean that we're tied and bonded together for all of eternity. I don't see soulmates in that way. I think they're fluid. Mm-hmm. I think they change. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I see soul- soulmates. I do more so believe in my platonic soulmates more so than I believe in romantic soulmates i don't really Mm -hmm. care to i'm not invested in that romantic soulmate idea i'm more invested in the platonic kind of soulmate Mm -hmm. idea just makes more way more sense to me than the romantic soulmate notion shit and then i think also because i'm not monogamous that's why i also see souls as fluid and not forever and they can change and we could at this point our souls could like be mates and then it could mm-hmm. not be. I also don't think there's a time period on soulmates. I do think there are people who I've connected with for short period of times. And we were soulmates for that period of time. Like the connection was just that mm-hmm. like, whoa. And even mm-hmm. though it wasn't long, it doesn't mean that we weren't soulmates type of thing. So, yeah, I think it's a lot more fluid than most people present soulmates to be. Yeah, that's interesting. Cause I, yeah, because I do think people associate soulmates with like your a lifelong kind of match in yeah. some way mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying whether mm-hmm. platonic or like or romantic interesting okay what do you think about soulmates? i don't believe in them mm-hmm. really i don't think i believe like sometimes i believe that if you catch somebody early enough whether in a friendship or in a romantic relationship which mm-hmm. also should be a friendship i mm-hmm. think sometimes if you catch somebody early enough i think there's the potential for soulmates like earlier in life Mm -hmm. but i don't really yeah i don't know i don't really believe in it but also i think that that's informed by the kind of the way that i move like i I do have challenges with intimacy in general Mm -hmm. and so i think that when i was a younger person it was easier i was more vulnerable i was more open to certain kinds of intimacy certain levels of intimacy and i don't know that i am capable of it with the same ease as i was before nobody was talking to you google always in the business always in 
the business. My Siri will answer if my TV asks for Siri. And it's like, bitch, that's not my voice. Yeah, that's annoying. Anyway, yeah, so I'm I'm sure that 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 perception of like soulmates is informed by my experiences in relationships, Mm -hmm. both platonic and romantic. Because I have had people that I felt like, oh, we are soulmates. This is a vibe. This is like a thing. And then... Like, I feel like I've had relationships with people like that. And then they treat me like, like those things meant a certain kind of sacred thing to me that I think they didn't mean to those people. You know what Uh, I'm saying? So then in that case, it's like, does it really exist? Which maybe it did, but I don't like being treated a certain kind of way. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. So I don't know. So I guess in general, I think it doesn't. But sometimes I see people and I'm like, that seems like... That's a soulmate. That y'all seem like a that's a soulmate vibe. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Whether again, friends, platonic or or romantic or whatever. So I don't know. I don't really know. It's uh-huh. kind of also how I feel about love, which like like romantic love that I don't really think is yeah, a, a is thing. a real yeah. tangible yeah. viable thing. I really think that because so many of us have have so many different understandings of it that it cancels itself out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if we both show up believing in love and having two totally different understandings of what that shit is, then it's not real. It's not a fucking thing because a part of that understanding and experience of love, you tell somebody you fucking love them, that means something to me. It means a different thing to you. What the fuck are any of us talking about? You know what I'm saying? But does that mean love hasn't happened for you because they do love different? Does that mean that love didn't exist for you because that other person? No, that's not what it means. I just, it does to me feel like, what does it matter? You understand what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't mean it didn't happen, but it does feel like to me, what does it matter? Like, there are people who I love in my life right now. Like, I feel like the last romantic relationship it was I was in, I feel like I love that person, but I also feel like, what does it... I honestly feel like that about a lot of them because I feel like it's easy for me to love. I feel like I am a loving person, but I also mm. feel like, what does that matter? If we both have different understandings of what that means... What does it matter except for it dictates the way that like my personal code and how I live. But in terms of the way that people see love as like a shared experience in some ways, it to me, it doesn't feel like it's worth that much because everybody sees it and feels it as its own thing. Now, I will say I'm somebody I've never had. And again, I'm talking specifically about romantic love because I was just about to say, like, I haven't had children. And I do in my observations of that shit, that's its own, the love between parents and kids, that's its own kind of thing. That's its own kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. But I am talking again about like romantic relationships. And I don't think that it's a thing that I don't know. I don't really think it's a thing. I think it's, it's, it's sold as a shared experience. And I don't think that it is a shared experience. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Yeah, but. I hear that. But it, it's to me, it seems like it's dependent on the other party. And I don't, I guess because I don't see love like that at all. Like if I love someone, regardless if they love me or not, I know what I feel and what my whatever, regardless of the other person. Like I, it's, it's still a real experience to me, regardless of that person. And so then what, what does that do mean though? What does what mean? What does it mean? So you love this person regardless of what they do. What does it mean and what does it matter? 
Well, it matters to me. I don't want to be around people that I don't love and I don't fuck with. But if it's not right. conducive for me, I'm not going to fuck with you. I'm very good at ex- like not fucking with people that are not great to me. But that doesn't mean mm-hmm. that because they're not great and they don't love the way that I needed to be, that what I've experienced or what I felt had not existed. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I feel you. I feel you on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel you on I guess my main, my main feeling is that it doesn't matter the way a lot of people feel like it matters. Yeah, like, to I, me, I it agree doesn't, with that. Yeah, yeah sure. it doesn't matter when I tell somebody that I love them. To me, that's not a milestone. It doesn't fucking matter. Like, mm-hmm. that's how I feel about it. If mm-hmm. you treat me good and you can't tell me that you love me, I don't think that I care that much about it. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, that to me doesn't matter. I'll tell people I love them in what may feel like to them is a premature thing, but I don't really care about what any of those things it doesn't mean anything to me no i agree with you because i don't need it you know i feel like it's so much weight put on this weird thing that's so fucking arbitrary i could tell you i love you but you and i mean that differently so like it doesn't fucking matter if you tell me back because you're gonna tell me back and it's not gonna mean the same thing that it means when i told you so what the fuck doesn't matter that's kind of how i feel but Mm -hmm. yeah no i agree i do feel like that about love too because i i do love but i don't need to know that you love me because what mm. that what does that i know i love you though so like now because you may not love me that means something i guess we both for me it's not a shared thing if i know i love you i know right. i love you regardless of whatever the fuck you know like so i don't i don't necessarily need to it's not like a juncture in a relationship like oh my god we say we love each other now like i don't care mm. like honestly like most people i date i do love no i'm lying that's a lie but yeah it's mm-hmm. not to it's not dependent or contingent on that person whether i'm gonna love this person it's just really based on like how i feel so yeah i right. can i feel you on that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what's the worst date you've ever been on Woo, child hmm let me which one should i pick <laughs> is the question oh okay so one time i went on a date with this man that i met i think we met on the subway and we were going on a breakfast date so i guess like a brunch date and i didn't want him to know where i lived he was picking me up with his car so i did tell him like a few um houses down or whatever Mm -hmm. so i'm waiting for him to pick me up and he stops the car it's him and there's a passenger in the car no i'm like what the heck there's a woman in the car i'm like Mm -hmm. what's going on so i still instinctually walk to the car to go to the passenger side of the front of the car because what the fuck this person must be getting out this person you Mm -hmm. must be dropping them off on this block because this makes no sense and he's like oh no 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 get in the back um that's my mom get in the back (laughs) get in the back i was like wait what huh so I get in the back. I should have just left. But I get in the mm-hmm. back seat. I'm thinking, okay, he's dropping her off somewhere. First of all, I don't really like to meet people's mothers. Right. A lot of my long-term relationships have been with men who are not from the U.S. And I generally don't have to meet their mother because their mother is in another country. So I've mm-hmm. never really had to do that, one. And then two, mothers can be really strange about their sons. And I just okay. don't like that energy. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really hyped about, oh, he's, he wants me to be his mother. I'm not hyped. That's not, I don't right. really. So I'm just like, why is Like, whatever. I'm like, I rationalize it as if he's dropping her off. He's probably just dropping mm-hmm. her off. I'm going to just be polite, say hello. I'm never going to see her again. This is the, the our first fucking date. This makes no sense. Mm-hmm. We get to the restaurant. She's still in the car room. No. <laughs> Wait, did she come in the restaurant? Yes. No. <laughs> Comes in the restaurant. There's all of us eating. 
for him, this seems really nervous. I start texting my group chat friends like, girl, like, yo, like, what the fuck is happening? They're all laughing. They're like. You said he seems nervous? No, he seems regular. Like, this is like. This seems like a normal thing. Yeah. And I'm just like, we're all laughing. Like, I'm like, what is this? Like, what the heck? Like, oh, my gosh. Like, what the heck? And I don't know why I didn't leave. I just felt like I had to see this through because it was so ridiculous. Right. Right. We're eating our food, and then his mom is like, and I have no issues with like being loud and boisterous. I'm loud and boisterous. Yeah. I do come from a loud kind of boisterous family, so that wasn't a mm-hmm. thing. But it was already so awkward that her being loud and boisterous made it another thing. Yeah. And then I was eating and doing simple things like cutting my French toast with the knife and the fork. Mm-hmm. Like, and the mom was like, "Look at her eating a professional. That's that's good." Oh my gosh! <laughs> like, what? This is too much. It's happening. This yeah, is too much. I still ate my food because I'm going to eat. That's one thing I'm going to do right. is I'm going to eat. Eat my food. He pays for all our food. And then we get in a car. He drives me back home to the house. That's not my house. I get out the car. We get out to talk. And I'm like, why was your mom here? Like, this is the, like, you don't think that's weird? He was like, nah, I couldn't get rid of her. This morning, she's she spent the night at my house. And it just, like, you know bled into this and i'm like you couldn't tell your mom that you were going on a date and she's like what like no nah, no nah, it's cool it's cool it's not it's not it's never gonna happen again blah 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 i'm like okay like whatever i knew i was gonna delete their number yeah. and i called them not right. whatever he gets in the car i'm still waiting for him to drive off because that's not actually where i live drives off and i'm just like what the fuck what the fuck that's wild yeah so that's wild that's my that's one of my worst dates yes his mom 20s yeah 20s right oh that's mom whoa yes wow yeah okay that's bad <laughs> yeah that's bad yeah that's there's nothing cute about that that's bad it was horrible yeah so bad mm-hmm. oh what was your mm-hmm. what's your worst date my worst date i don't have a lot of bad dates because i'm a good time and i'll be going outside to like have a good time right mm-hmm. so usually i'm going somewhere where i know regardless of what happens here i'm gonna enjoy myself or whatever right mm-hmm. so I was supposed to meet this guy at this, I guess it was a pub, but I never really thought about it like that because I mm-hmm. didn't spend a lot of time at the bar or whatever. Yeah. It's like, had it was a it was a pub or like a beer, what do they call those places? A beer garden, I guess, kind of. Mm-hmm. But I would go there to eat and have my one beer. So we were supposed to meet there. So we go there or he got there first. So he texted me. He's like, oh, I'm in the Starbucks next door. So I'm like, all right. So I go in Starbucks. He's like, yeah, I went over there, but then I realized it was a bar and I don't drink. I don't go to bars or whatever. Right. Because his parents were alcoholics. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm pissed. Now, not because his parents were alcoholics and he doesn't want to go to a bar, but like to me, culturally, socially, I think that drinking is a large part of certain cultures. Yeah. Like. I would have appreciated if he had said something about that beforehand yes. so that I, would, I could mentally prepare for whatever other place he was going to be or find somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, I didn't set up in my head that I was going to be sitting across from this person without a drink or a meal. Because now we're in fucking Starbucks. Yeah, They don't exactly. serve fucking food here or whatever, right? But okay, I can deal. So I'm, I'm rolling with it. It, w- it wasn't a horrible thing. I didn't like it, but it wasn't a horrible thing. I'm rolling with it. Then we're talking... And he sucks all the energy life out of a room because he just is talking, talking, talking about himself, talking, talking. Talk. He talked so much about himself and didn't ask me shit. And he was like, like, told me his whole life story. And he was like, wow, I've had an amazing life. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was commenting on his own life. 
Okay, I was sitting there bored. I'm a good listener, so and men a lot of times don't care if you're talking back. So he they really don't. thought he we were having the, the best conversation mm-hmm. ever, right? So that was that was fucking whack. Then, all right, so we're in a Starbucks. So this is a little bit earlier before New York was like every other city, right? So this is like City Never Sleeps New York. So it's a busy-ass Starbucks. People are coming. It's one of the busiest Starbucks in the city. It's closed since oh, recently it's closed or whatever. But every person who came in who needed help with something, mm-hmm. he got up and he helped them. Which, there's nothing wrong with helping people, right? But in New York City, the amount of traffic, you yeah. cannot fucking help everybody. We're supposed to be on a date. So what does this mean, right? So there's no prioritization for anything in your life. Yeah, You're going to stop. And I'm kind of like that too. Like I will stop what I'm doing and make time to help people. I do that. I would say, based on the time I've spent with others, I think I do do that more than other people yeah, sometimes. And sometimes I do have to check myself and be like, all right. You have to prioritize this other thing. You can't, Mm -hmm. you actually can't help this person right now, whatever, right? Every single person, every wheelchair that needed to find an outlet, Mm -hmm. every person that didn't know where the bathroom was, every person who came in and needed help with something, he got up and he helped them with whatever, right? And so it was was a little bit off-putting because also can we sit and have a conversation like it was really it was just a lot it was Mm -hmm. like over the top it was over the fucking top so at the end of his blabber he says i don't know if he said tell me about yourself or like tell me about your life which is like what the fuck i don't fucking know you i don't know if i want to tell you my whole fucking life you haven't asked me that's a a really open-ending question yes ask me a fucking question and i am i am less guarded than before but i am kind of a guarded person fucking know you must sit here and tell you my whole fucking life what part do you want to we're not trying to write a manuscript or leave me alone right or art nigga are you trying to write a manuscript (laughs) (laughs) leave me alone that reminds me of this day i went on with a comedian who would write writing down my jokes they're the worst yeah i just remember that he was writing them down yeah they're the worst and they think they could do that shit because you don't have a solid five because you're not you're not doing a set or whatever yeah i was like what but yeah that shit that shit is not okay i do have a friend that sometimes will be like oh can i use that and i'll be like yeah whatever but like that's different well there's consent and agency the fuck right. don't be yes. just be i say something and yes. you're like oh i was like i just remember that i forgot about that person mm-hmm. up there mm-hmm. somewhere yeah, nah. being booed on stage somewhere telling your jokes then the dude asked me like on another date and i'm like in my head i'm like to do what what he really felt you could the, his eyes were all twinkly like he had a magical time and shit he was on a date oh, he put me in the cab he had the best date of his life he did all right he did i do like a good story some of those stories were good but most of it was fucking really boring <laughs> really fucking boring all right last question i'm gonna ask you this <laughs> i'm gonna ask you what this. okay um what's your survival plan during a zombie apocalypse? i'm going full zombie <laughs> I didn't even get the question out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Ask it. Ask it. Ask it. <laughs> what is your survival plan? It's a zombie apocalypse. How are you surviving a zombie? I'm apocalypse? going full zombie. <laughs> okay. What does that I'm mean? I'm going full zombie. I'm going to get bit and I'm going to rock with the zombies. We're going to rock out. We're going to bite other people. We're going to make plans. We're going to sleep in the day. We're going to do all the shit that zombies do in all the movies, whatever the rules are. I'm going zombie. I'm going full zombie. I'm going to dedicate myself to that life and move on from all this bullshit. Okay? 
that's what I'm going to do. They have purpose. They have, you know what I'm saying? They have a sense of identity. All right. I'm going to just be a zombie. Like no one in these zombie movies or shows looks like they're having a good time. It doesn't like nobody who's fighting to not be a zombie. Like maybe. All right. The only way I could see not being a zombie is if I really am enjoying my partner. Like, so, so let's say zombie apocalypse comes. I don't have any kids or whatever. Maybe I'm really, uh, enamored with whatever person I'm partnered with. Mm -hmm. And maybe we're getting something out of trying to avoid zombies together. Maybe it's hot. Maybe it's like fun. Maybe it's spiritually rewarding. Maybe there is something to that. But these niggas in the movies make it look so fucking miserable. Like, let's just go zombie, Mm -hmm. you know? And then honestly, maybe, maybe me and my partner will go zombie together. That would be be the most ideal. Does that matter? Maybe we would be partners if we do it at the same time. I don't know. Because the way I see, I haven't watched a lot of zombie movies, but like they don't. There's no humanizing dot like zombie movies. So what I mean is like, Mm -hmm. you know how we have perspectives on werewolves and we have these perspectives on vampires where Mm -hmm. like we can like kind of be like, well, you know, I like like there's no stories like that with zombies. And maybe there should be so that I can see this zombie love story that you You need to see more zombie diversity. Are talking about Yeah. There was uh, Army of the Dead, I think. Army of the Dead the zombies were like a little bit, I don't know if, what, what the, if they call it sentient or what, but they did have like a sense of like um the, the two main zombies were like in love and shit. Uh-huh. And like there was, there were vibes there. You know what oh, I'm saying? Okay. 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 But I think because we don't explore zombies really, uh-huh. all we know is that their motivation is to eat us, eating, you know, Everything. living people or biting living people or whatever, uh-huh. which I don't know. I think, I think if me and my partner went zombie, like maybe we would no longer feel that sense of admiration for one another, but I think we would remember that we knew each other and we'd still like do zombie oh, things so if, together. Yeah. So his he would still do acts of service for you. He'll like find a human. He'd be like, here. Yeah. Yeah. We would do those things together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We would be in the zombie marching. We'd be doing that side by side. <laughs> we'd be the nameless, the nameless, faceless zombies in the crowd, but we'd mm-hmm. be standing together. <laughs> Until one of us like died or got trampled, you know, because we don't zombies don't seem to care about what happens to them. You know what I'm saying? They so they just blindly moving along and then like a car drives over them and you know, who cares? Maybe we'll still be alive in like zombie <laughs> life. Like who knows? Who cares? But I think I would just succumb to zombieism and not not worry too much about mm-hmm. all that other stuff. What are we preserving? What are we doing? No, I agree. I had never thought about it that way until you presented mm-hmm. it like that. But I'm like, yeah, like, what the fuck am I, like, what am What's I for? holding on to? Like, for what? Mm-hmm. I am very, though, like, you could do whatever to me so I could see myself becoming a zombie. But I don't think I want, like, my nibblings. Or, yeah, like, I don't want them to be zombified. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want that for them. So if I did fight the apocalypse, it would be because I don't want certain people that I love and care about to be zombies. That would be my motivation. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't mind being, like, it's not that serious. Like, I'm right, like that. Right. You could do whatever to me. But, like, people I really, really care about, I am more sensitive about how mm-hmm. they are treated. Don't talk to them yeah. that way. Don't blah, 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 blah. I am very, like, that. So, if me, huh, if a zombie came in here right now and ate me, 
like I'll fight instinctually because mm-hmm. that's just what I'm used to doing, like fighting. But if they win and they do it, I'm, you know, like whatever. But I would be upset if they turned my nephew into a fucking zombie. That would be upsetting. It, I guess in my head, everybody's already been turned zombie, except for like maybe me and whoever's in my immediate vicinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I just figure, uh and then if you think about like, okay, zombie is type post-apocalyptic type shit. It's not even get on a plane. Like if your family don't live close to you, how are you going to get to them? Right? I think about that a lot. <laughs> yeah. You could try to like survival mode, hitchhike upstate to like your mom's house or whatever to make sure she's okay. My mom will be But eating. most likely, right. She'd eating, probably be right? eating. You most likely, you'd be, you know, they're going to hunt you the whole way there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, my family has mm. already made a pact. We, I don't know where we think about stuff like this, mm-hmm. where it's like, do what you do need to do to survive. Like, don't think about mm. the other people because you literally will not know. Mm-hmm. So, like, the best thing to do is just try to, like, live or whatever. Because in our, mm-hmm. we just thought we were going to be in war with all the white people. That's how I was raised. So, right, right. like, do the thing that mm-hmm. do what you want to do because if i'm over here in atlanta and i'm like what are you you know when they have the movies and someone's like no i gotta find my sister like don't right right we are not doing that half the time they get there <laughs> their sister has been dead <laughs> yeah. for, for years yes <laughs> yeah yeah well, i think that's a good strategy yeah we've decided not to do that i think yeah. that's a good strategy mm-hmm. yeah it is hard when it comes to, to children yes it's like oh would i try to get to charlotte to make sure that like my nibblings were okay but yeah but you're right it's so far you yeah, how are we do. gonna get there? Can't even try. Unless the rock is in play. If the rock shows up <laughs> and it's like, we can live, and I'll be like, you know what? We motherfucking can. But Let's if go. they turn him into a Let's zombie, go. it's over. Like it's it's, it was, over. it's over. It's over. I would just let him bite me. Like, but how come I, I, like, I guess they can smell something? But like, I'm like, can I just pretend I'm a zombie and be like walking like? <laughs> No, they're like animal, like how an animal smells like life. Yeah, I'm sure, they I'm smell sure, everything. I'm sure. Like I got like blood pulsing through my veins and shit. They know. Yes, but I probably be the ridiculous one trying to pretend. Like, <laughs> yeah, and people underestimate how much we stink. Like Word. we have all kind of scents. Yes. Our hair has a scent. Yep. Like everything yep. that comes, our sweat has a scent, and not even just stanky, but like everything on yeah, us every, has yeah. a scent. We release pheromones and all this shit. Right. Yeah. yeah. So these have shown that zombies can smell all of this anyway but not nah, everything for real has a scent oh god so when in doubt just go zombie yeah that's what i would do i enjoyed this now this is cool this is funny this was fun thank you for answering these questions thank you for sharing this part of yourself yeah. with me i appreciate it thank you with me as well yes of course of course like we said before we will be talking about love life that's a series on hbo we are talking about it because we enjoyed the shit and we think there's a lot of conversation to be had with it we are not being paid by uh acha bet oh we're not being paid by them so uh i just wanted to say that as i know i know you seem really proud of that that proud <laughs> no it's not that i'm proud i just want to say it because sometimes i listen to something and it's like are y'all gonna tell me that you're sponsored by them or are we just gonna pretend that no. what you just watched was actually in fact shakespeare but we know that it wasn't but anyway i'm excited yeah. about the show so i want to talk about you're it you're doing it again you're doing your nikki giovanni again oh you're right you're right yeah anything else <laughs> No, nothing else. We definitely did a show. Make sure you are following us on the social media. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Tea with QJ. We are also on Tumblr and Facebook. Follow us there. Send us email at TeaWithQueenAJ at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, TeaWithQueenAJ.com. It's looking cute over there. 
Mm-hmm. And my socials at the queen speaks on instagram and twitter follow me there yeah it's fun over there where can they follow you you can follow me on twitter and instagram at jenny cf j-a-n-i-c-i-a-f yeah that's where i'd be that's where i'm at cool cool all right this podcast was created hosted and produced by a black girl named janicia a black girl named naima with editorial support from a black girl named candace production and social media support from a black girl named chanel and graphic design from a black girl named joe t with queen and jay we turn up responsibly so no, you know, could you have And I love you more than my life. And I hit back your habibi. No kupenda me sana. Oh jeta the hashakiga. Oh so no, you know, could you have And I love you more than my life. And I hit back your habibi. No kupenda me sana. Oh jeta the hashakiga.